Welcome in, everybody, to a very special edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli here, as always. Uh, Today, very excited for this one. Uh, Obviously, we've had great, great guests all offseason. James Hamm was awesome. Bobby Gerald was great last week. The Kings Pulse guys, awesome. Go listen to all those if you haven't already. Uh, But today, doing something that we've been planning for a little bit now, uh, we're planning on doing a fantasy draft of all of the Sacramento-era Kings. Uh, me and Frankie are going to go back and forth, uh, picking between all of our favorite Kings from, uh, like I said, the Sacramento era. So that's 85 till now. Um, me and Huge caveat. I was thinking about this when we were making our pool. Me and Frankie were not alive in the 80s. Frankie, what year were you born? 1994. 1994. I was born in 95. So... Just like no, if we're disrespecting Otis in, Thorpe in or our like defense, Reggie Theus, like sorry. As bad as our teams have been in our lives, <laughs> the teams in the eighties were were very very bad. In early nineties, yes. were very very bad. So yeah, we have we have some we have we gave them some love. We have some the Otis Thorpes are in here and, and the LaSalle Thompsons, and we we have we have those guys in here and Reggie Theus, of course. So um, you might not hear their names called, but. Since but we're, they were considered. Well, they how were, are, yeah. So, anyways, we're drafting our all-time Kings teams. We're going to go through the 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 whole starting five here. We're going to draft a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, six man, and a head coach. The head coach options are going to be very thin. Bare, like bare. I might have to take Rick Allen to get the first pick. But yeah, we're we're yeah. It's it's not great. No, so. but it's going to be a really fun episode. Um, I, I again, I'm very excited for this one. I think it's going to be one of our best. But um, you know, y'all might not feel the same. But uh, at least it's, give it a, it's give the us a off chance. season. We don't have much analysis to give you today. I mean, as far as just general housekeeping here, as far as Kings news goes, uh, there is none. And the only news that we do have is that an odd site. Uh, I can't remember what my what book. It, it's my bookie. Yeah, uh, is it the the, the Sacramento Kings as of today, uh, Thursday, August 26th. We have the best odds to trade for Ben Simmons. It's it's the best odds that. Where Ben Simmons will be playing his first game of the season, they they say that Vegas is plugged in, or the odds betters are plugged in, so maybe they know something we don't. But general thoughts on that? Do you have any, Chris? Um, not really. I mean, Vegas odds are also based off of the action being put towards uh, certain, you know, whatever the selection is. So you know that just tells me that a lot of people are putting money towards the Kings being that option. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with just the fact that the Kings are the most desperate team and kind of have, you know, they they they've been heavily linked, obviously. But the the next highest team I'm looking, the Kings are plus two seventy five, uh, the T Wolves are plus four hundred, and the Lakers or the, the Warriors are plus five fifty. So I mean, I don't know. All those odds aren't aren't really. I don't know. I I, I I'm surprised that the Kings are that high, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If that's, this definitely doesn't mean. Ben Simmons is on his way or no, some, something is brewing. I just think that they're offering the most. I think that they still are offering the most. I think whatever deal that's on the table, which is probably either a three-way deal, which I've seen. Uh, I think the latest mm, rumor that was, was, interesting, it, was yeah. like a three-way deal. Uh, Drogic is involved. Drogic is stuff. involved. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the Buddy, Bagley, and then maybe two firsts or a pick swap. Probably the most intriguing option for Philly. But, again, it's a month until training camp. Maybe a little less than a month, actually. Um we're less than 40 days away until preseason tips off on October 4th. 
Things are going to happen if they're if they're going to. They're going to happen in the next couple of weeks. It, I would imagine if a Ben Simmons trade happens, it won't happen until the week of training camp. That's just my thought. Um, just because it'll be kind of like a, oh, this guy's like actually holding out. He's not going to come in. Morey's going to Daryl Morey's going to have to make a move. But um, it's just it's quiet, which is good and bad. Mm-hmm. But um, we talked with Jason Ross uh, before we recorded today, just briefly about. How and I've seen the question asked. I think the Kings Pulse guys uh, asked the same question the other day. Was is the off season a failure right now? Is it is it a failure or is it a bad off season in 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 your book? Because the moves the Kings have made, sure they retain Rashawn Holmes. That's great. They added depth and in, in Davion Mitchell. Uh, they added Tristan Thompson, which I mean we don't even know what that's really going to look like in, until I guess we see what he does on the floor, adding Alex Len, um, Terrence Davis more. We, we have bench depth, which I think last year the Kings did not have any at all, but the team's still pretty much the same. So do you view it right now at the off season? Do you think it's a, it's a bad off season? I don't know why just bad saying it's bad feels like just a little just harsh, a, just a step too far. I don't know. Like it's definitely not been a good off season. That's for sure. I would not by any means tell anyone like, like, the Kings really made moves this year that... You well, know, the correct people, way to put it is meh. Like, yeah, meh. yeah. I mean, like, they they signed Alex Len, and that was, like, a pretty big deal. Like, that's, they that's took out, the definition of meh. Like, Rashawn Holmes... Didn't they take out re-signed. part of the mid-level exception, too, to sign yes, Alex so, Len? Exactly, which is also, yeah, like, they had no... We thought they were taking they out must the have had no ex- and, They had no intention of using mm-hmm. the mid-level. And also, I mean, yeah, even the Rashawn Holmes thing was less exciting than, I mean, for our benefit, was less exciting than we kind of thought it was going to be. We thought there might be some huge bidding war. Uh, you know, maybe he might even seen him shipped off, and it ended up that the Kings signed him on a very team-friendly deal, like $10 million a year. Um, Especially when you see, like, the guys like Kelly Olenek and, and um, yeah. oh uh, God, w- Williams and Boston, these guys are getting paid a I lot of money. Robert Williams made that much money. Like, I don't yeah. think, again, like, Robert Williams is very comparable to this. Like, is Robert Williams bad? No, but I don't know if he's that. If it's he's good as Rashawn Holmes. I'm not going to say yeah. he's good. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I mean, and Kelly, Olenek, Kelly Olenek was balling, Kelly Olenek right? was cooking but after he got to Houston. He but he was also the only, like, maybe NBA player on that roster. On a very bad Rockets yeah. team, which, again, we've, we, are, we know about having bad teams and having guys put up monster numbers like DeMarcus Cousins and and – I think Boogie did hold up though, just off the like. I think he held up in New Orleans before he got hurt. But I digress. Uh, we miss you, Boogie. We miss Prime Boogie. Um, it. I. I am kind of with. I'm with you on the same page. I can't say that this off season is bad or a failure because I think the main realistic goal was to keep Rashawn Holmes. They did that because if they if you go into next season without Rashawn Holmes on the roster. I won't say you're significantly worse, but you're definitely worse if you roll out Alex Leonard, yeah. Tristan Thompson, your starting center. Those guys aren't meant to be playing 30 minutes a night. Rashawn Holmes is very, very versatile, um, good defender, efficient scorer, 27 years old. But you just can't really find that on the market, really. I mean, again, you could have gone after Nerlens Noel. I don't think he would have been the correct fit that this I mean, team yeah, needs. He kind of got paid too, and he went right back. Yeah. He would he wasn't leaving anyway, but. Um, and I don't know if the money was out there for Rashawn anyway. I think that anything above what the Kings gave him might not have been out there mm-hmm. because he saw Charlotte on draft night. They traded for um, for Plumlee, and and, yeah. and they and they drafted Kai Jones. So it's um, it was a not very anticlimactic 
off season as far as the like there wasn't a battle or or a yeah. any <clears throat> bidding wars. No trades have happened yet other than DeLon Wright for Tristan Thompson. So Which I guess you could say is maybe a bad trade, but yeah. that's kind of a wait and see also. But then like, you, you add Davion Mitchell into those minutes and mm-hmm. it kinda makes more sense. Um we get to figure out the buddy heel the, that's the only that's question the only I have thing. right yeah, now. Yeah, so like how, if we, you're gonna say it's bad, I'm willing to listen to you on the fact that if you say Keeping Buddy Heald and or Marvin Bagley on the roster was just as important as bringing back Rashawn Holmes, which, you know, whatever. Um, I don't I don't agree with that, but I, I think it's at least one and two. I don't, I don't know if I'd go one A, one B. Uh, I'm willing to listen listen to you on that, but also I think it gets forgotten with these guys. Buddy Hield's a good player. Marvin Bagley, like we talk about all the time, when he plays, and I know, I know, I know, but when he plays, is a good player. And you have to, like, like keeping on to that talent isn't a bad thing to do. Off the court, is it? That's kind of what we were talking about with Jason earlier. Like, I don't know, you know, it, there was so much talk about Marvin and Buddy for sure getting moved. I don't know if it's gotten it has to it has to seep into your mind and it's got to make things at least a little awkward for the first week. I'm sure, you know, they've worked with each other. They're all pros. They they can deal with it and figure it out and they'll they'll play, but it might. I mean, it definitely might have an effect on I I can't see Marvin or Buddy really changing their mindset to stay here long term after what happened. Yeah, they ruffled feathers for sure. I mean, Buddy thought he was minutes seconds or was already traded to the lakers and i'm sure that was a total just 180 turn for him when things didn't go through and that's also a deal i think that does make this offseason pretty good in my opinion if they kept rashawn holmes got kyle kuzma and montrez harrell from the lakers i'm feeling really good about the team at that point which it's not that much different than it is now uh kuzma is a guy i think would have been really nice in the kings i think it would have been interesting an intriguing option to have a lineup of of Fox, Tyrese, Kuzma, Barnes, and Holmes. I like that. Mm-hmm. I really do like that a lot. And then you add Harrell instead of the Len or Thompson possibility. Um, that's always going to be something that we think about. I think a little bit. But <laughs> you're reminding me of talking about Divincenzo. Like, yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's the same tone. We could have hype. We realistically <laughs> could have had all three of those of those players right now. Divincenzo, Kuzma, which and those guys. I don't know if they push the needle, make the Kings a contender. But but those are all guys that get you to the playoffs. Like those are guys that I mean, Divincenzo. I think would have been playing in that finals, but specifically for Harrell and Kuzma, like those he, are guys that will give you good regular season yeah. minutes. Those they might. I mean, Harrell didn't play at all in the postseason. People but, can have their opinions on those yeah. guys, but you can't deny that they're good players mm-hmm. they're not great maybe but they're not bad basketball no. they're good they will make your team better at yeah. points they're again they're probably not going to lift you to the championship and you you know there's a time and place for them to stop playing but they're going like <laughs> those are good oh. if you're going to give rotation minutes to somebody like you can do a lot worse than Kyle Kuzma yeah. and Montrezl Harrell. Divincenzo also is a guy who was the defensive kind of guard the Kings could could use and, mm-hmm. and he was a difference maker for that that Bucks team and they probably could have used them in in the finals and in those later rounds, and they that's you know credit to the Bucks and their depth. But uh, who knows if we draft Davion Mitchell if we yeah. have Demon? I mean, yeah, we don't. I mean, you're, that's we way, need too, a, that's a, that's you're way right. too rabbit hole. You're right, but, but it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. But you are right. If if they have Divincenzo, I don't think they do. If they yeah. especially if they have Tyrese Halliburton, that's a pretty good three headed lineup of, of guards right yeah. there. So um, yeah, the, the Buddy Heald aspect is going to be interesting. Does he start next year? Do the Kings say, hey, we really need you to come off the bench because of, of your scoring ability? And he really would balance out a second unit if you think about it. It is kind of an intriguing possibility of 
um, a Mitchell, Buddy Heald, Mo Harkless, Tristan Thompson, Alex Lenz, second unit. Um, or Ter- Terrence Davis also will need minutes. So it, it does kind of make me a little wary, like maybe the offseason's not done. Um, because I think that Terrence Davis was brought back with the intention to play him minutes because mm-hmm. he is a good he's a good player, and he is a guy that has potential. Um, we've talked about it a lot of times on this podcast, very reminiscent to Buddy Heald as far as he is a, a, about the same size. He's a scoring guard. He's streaky. Uh, Buddy's streaky as well, but Buddy's also one of the best shooters in the NBA. It just, there's a lot that needs to be taken care of. The guard the guard stuff is still a little problem, but if they do roll in the next season, just someone's going to be left out, and that could be Terrence Davis. So that's just kind of where we are right now. No depth nope. at the power forward slash small forward position. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what we got. It feels like housekeeping. Uh, that's you, it. Yeah, you ready for, are you ready for game time? I'm ready for games. All right. So as we said before, we're, we are uh, doing an all-time Sacramento era. I guess it can't really be all-time if it's just a specific era. So Sacramento era uh, draft. Uh, so starting in 85, going till now. To present. Uh, we will be doing just pick by pick. We're not going position by position and doing that. So like this is – it's fantasy football drafting season it's the same mindset, We're doing the same thing. And you guys can pick along, you know, think yes. about the, the player pool we have. Uh, I think you could pretty put it together yourselves, yeah. what, what players are picking from here. Um, but we're going to be make, making picks back and forth, and one through five, we'll put a poll out on Twitter uh, f- tomorrow or over the weekend, just what team you guys think would win. Maybe we could try to see if we can make it on 2K. I don't know if some of these guys <laughs> are on 2K, uh, but worth a shot. Yeah, and then maybe we'll extend if if people like this enough. Maybe we'll do an all time. Maybe we'll throw in you know Oscar Robertson and yeah Jerry Lucas like an all time <laughs> yeah, like all time franchise Cincinnati Kansas City Rochester <laughs> all of it. So to to determine the first pick, yes. let's let's do a a random year. We're gonna pick a random year, and then we're gonna or, try and guess the win total. Whoever's closest picks first. Let's do nineteen. Let's do nineteen eighty five. The first, the f- okay. 85. 85. The okay. first season in Sacramento, how many mm. wins did we did the Kings have? I'll, I, I will guess. Are we going Price is Right style? <laughs> or, uh, or are we doing like if I do 25, I get 25 and under. If you do 26, you get 26 and over. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. That's not Price is Right style. I think Price is Right is like if Or we can just do closest. Yeah. That I'll, works too. I'll guess 28 wins. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll say uh, – yeah, I'll say, I was going to say like twenty five or twenty six, so I'll say twenty five, twenty eight. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, thirty seven. Excuse me, twenty eight. Oh, as in, in twenty eight was right for me. Man, they went thirty seven and forty five the first year in Sacramento. They went to the playoffs. Look at how ignorant. I feel we like are. I knew that already, but yeah. for some reason I forgot. See, anyone out there that's, that's yeah, they're just uh, they're like these. That was a bad these idea. Dumbass kids. Yeah, don't let's, even, let's they don't even this. know. Oh man, let's do this again. All right, nineteen. No, all right. They don't even know. Damn. All right. Well, hey, I was. Very wrong. 85 Kings. Hey. <laughs> I was very wrong. Hat tip. <laughs> Hat tip. Yeah, good job. 37 wins. That's, that's how you come out with aggression, man. That's what, They were like, this city, Oof. I'm sure the energy was crazy. They went to the first round of the playoffs. Did they win a game? There were quite, a f- quite a few games under 500 to be first round playoffs sweep. like that. First round swept. Uh, they got swept by the Houston Rockets, who are Western Conference champions. Uh, I um, believe they also won the NBA Finals. Hey. They lost the finals to the, oh, to the Boston yeah. Celtics. Oh, 85. I'm sorry. I was thinking 85-86. I, well, I was thinking 95. All right. So uh, I get the first pick in the draft. All right. 
Okay. Wow. Well. Something I will say before you even make this pick, I think I know where you're going. You but know where I'm going. We Something I realized quickly while making uh, our pool is, boy, oh, boy, we do not have many uh, above above average i don't even know how to play we don't have very many good uh big men power forward and center is so i have a pretty bad i have a curveball i'm gonna throw later on unless you take the player that i have okay. but i have a curveball because like it's they're not you could play a power a, a small forward a power forward gotcha. you can play we're not gonna have to go okay. hard on the positions gotcha. but the guy that is i am picking i think was the position i'm gonna put him in if he's available gotcha um but my first pick the first pick of the 2021 all-time Kings draft with Chris Watkins and Frank Cardicelli. Mm. Uh, got to go with the best player in Kings franchise history. It's Chris Webber. I mean, that's that's got to be the easy choice here. Yeah. Um, got to be C-Web. It's C-Web, obviously, for his ability, his skill. He took the team to uh, to heights never seen before. But we may never see again. Um, I, hope, I hope we do. Just I, hope, I sure hope we do. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a solid pick. And positional depth, that's a great pick. Yeah, so first pick, Chris Webber goes to Team Frank. Well, uh, I mean, if you're gonna, do you want to? Do you have C Web stats in front of you from from his Sacramento? I mean, you can time? you I mean, can pretty much imagine. I mean, his his. his sac- I got it here. He's a Hall of Famer. Twenty three points a game in his time here in Sac. Twenty three and a half points a game. He averaged uh, in seven seasons. Ten point six rebounds. Four point eight assists. Uh, one and a half steals. One and a half blocks. Four time All Star with the Kings Just, from, from I mean, uh, 1999 through 2003. There, there's nothing else that you could have asked for. From Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Chris Weber, uh, much, much, much deserved. Uh, Chris Weber, that's that's a that's a solid first pick. <laughs> um, I mean, my my first pick is is kind of easy to. I'm gonna go with the uh, with the guy that. I'm gonna say if Chris Weber is the best, this guy is probably maybe De'Aaron Fox, notwithstanding, is probably the most talented player the Kings have ever had. Demarcus Cousins, I love me some boogie. Uh, also seven seasons with the Kings, 21 points a game, uh, 10.8 uh, rebounds a game, just like C-Web, three assists, one and a half steals, 1.2 blocks. Uh, you know, I'm going to put Boogie, I think I'm going to put him at center for my team. He's, he's going to hold down the middle. I never really liked when they tried to do, I understood why they did the Dallenbear thing, but I, I think DeMarcus was he just. Was a, he was a kid for that, and like yeah. they had to kind of, I think maybe. He's I a mean, little smaller too. You than never I think. hear if Boogie like talks about. Sam Dallenberg, if he had any influence on his career. Because yeah. Dallenberg was kind of one of the first, like, he was a good center for a while on those mm-hmm. Philly teams with, with AI, and, and he was a defensive center, a shot blocker. And um, that was kind of, a, I kind of was a fan of those lineups when yeah. Boogie and Sam were playing together. But he never, I've never, maybe someone should ask him, hey, yeah. did Sam Dallenberg ever I mean, it makes, you? yeah, it definitely makes sense because I think uh, what I was going to say is like his, Boogie's biggest uh, down point was his defense. And like, I, he definitely needs somebody else to, to, uh, to protect the rim behind him. And I think that's probably why they played him a lot with Jason Thompson. Costa Kufis? Costa Kufis also. I mean, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm just going to go with Boogie. Boogie was so dominant. That's probably a good pick, the most man. dominant player I saw that's, from the Kings. That's a great um, pick. And Boogie obviously is a king uh, over seven years, 21 points per game. Ten point eight rebounds per game. He was a he was a three time uh, All Star, four time All Star. Excuse me. Um, and the thing that sticks out though is those those years in twenty fifteen through twenty seventeen when he averaged I mean twenty seven points per per game and eleven boards, fifty percent uh, from I think his true shooting percentage fifty percent. Yeah, um, he was a great player, man, and and a guy that was fun to watch when the Kings were so bad, and um, he deserved better. I mean, I'll just say he deserves better than, than what happened 
throughout the end of his career here, and hopefully he can maybe get some second wind. Uh, but okay, DeMarcus Cousins goes to Team Chris, Team Watkins. I'll take him. My next pick, I think it's the right pick based off the guys that are on the board still. I, I just, I feel like the next best player is is De'Aaron Fox, and I'm a I'm a slot De'Aaron Fox in a point guard, and if De'Aaron Fox isn't the best point guard the Kings ever had, he will be, mm-hmm. and and he is just too good to pass up. He, yeah. we're, we're seeing what he's doing on a nightly basis right now. Uh, 25 points per game last season, seven assists. Uh, he's only 23. I can only imagine what's going to happen next, but I'm going to slide in De'Aaron Fox with Chris Webber. I think in terms of talent, A, that's that's a great pick for the future because obviously we think De'Aaron Fox is, is just going to is gonna take some more leaps and bounds uh, and be even better than he is now. So you're taking some potential there. I mean, yeah, Fox, Fox is... Like I said, if he's not if, – if DeMarcus isn't the most talented king we've ever seen, I think Fox definitely is. Uh, his speed, ridiculous. His shooting ability will be what, what takes him over the hump. Yeah, great pick, man. I don't know. Fox like, and C-Webb. He does, yeah, I mean, like, what, that's just pick and roll all day. They're ready. Pop. That's, 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 uh, that's scary. I can't lie. I'm going to go with the guy that, I mean, probably did the most with the least in his time with the Kings and uh, – Maybe you know before Chris Webber was probably the best king in in uh, in Sacramento history, and that's Mitch Richmond uh, at the two position. That's a good pick. Yeah, uh, that's I mean, a good. Pick. Mitch really just was here. I mean, wasn't just here to get buckets, but Mitch was an absolute bucket his entire time here. I mean, there was times where you know he was maybe second or third best shooting guard in the league behind, obviously, Michael Jordan. It's tough playing um, and in that era when you're going against him. But Mitch was putting up 25, 26 points a game uh, in the, what was that, 96 season. Uh, just was, was an absolute monster. It was getting buckets, uh, everything you want from a two guard. Uh, could score inside, could shoot the ball, maybe had the nicest mid-range jump shot we've seen. And uh, yeah, I feel I feel really solid about Mitch. Again, seven seasons seems to be the uh, the common trend here uh, with our great Kings. Hopefully, De'Aaron can stay longer. But seven seasons with the Kings, twenty three points a game. Uh, yeah, not, not. and we need to make a point of, of emphasis here. We're not picking these players based on their, their like. The if this group, is a hypothetical, yeah. like we're getting a time machine and putting in these guys on a court to play together, we're taking them from their time on the Kings. Like while they're playing for the Kings in the prime of of their. You know, respective careers, pretty much. These guys were all in, in the prime of their. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is still pretty young, yeah. but um, we're we're basing this off of their the data from playing with the Kings. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mitch Richmond, The Rock, The Rock. So far, Good I got pick. pretty solid nicknames: Boogie and The Rock. You've a, yeah, and you know, what? I'm a, I'm picking a guy who I don't think has a nickname um, to slot in at my small forward position. Mm. He would be pretty good player in today's NBA, I think, yeah. uh, with a shooting ability. Prey drag, Paige Stojakovic. Come on down to be my small forward here. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously a great pick, especially if we're playing it with today's spacing and rules and style of play. That fool would, yeah, he would He would probably average 25 points a game He'd fill if it he up. played today. He uh, almost was, was a scoring champion, I believe, in 2004. He averaged 24 points a game. I think T-Mac beat him out. Uh, 81 games, he scored 24.2 points per game. Uh, he was almost 50, 40, 90, 48 percent from the field, forty three percent from three, and then ninety two percent from the free throw line. He led the league um, to go along with six boards. I mean, I think pa- people kind of forget that Peja could board for a while, for a couple of years there. He really did, 
And, uh, you know, when you have a guy that's 6'10 and can shoot like he does, you can't pass him up. So, welcome. Welcome pick. to the team. That's a good pick. And, I mean, he's he's probably clearly the best uh, small forward we've had. You know, we've, we've, got, we've got other solid options, but Peja definitely for his skill set. Like, you know, you're not going to find that with any of the other guys. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, just, just a baller, except for, as we know, in the playoffs. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to take. I, I, I'm two, trying to. He got hurt. I know, but 2002 looks a lot different. Hey, if Peja we're, if we're doing a one-off game here, you know, you got to you got to take clutchness into consideration, which brings me perfectly into my next pick here because I'm taking Mr. Big Shot. It, who, who I'm sorry, the guy who should be Don't Mr. Big Shot. Don't say that name. Uh, why not, Robert Horry? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. That's true. Uh, uh, are you serious? I'm sorry. I mean, uh, I, well, I was I was going with Mike Bibby. What's the matter with you? I think Mike Bibby's the real Mr. Big Shot. I agree. Um, I agree. I like that pick. M- Mike, for me, I mean. We should remember it that way. I don't even know if Mike really has the stats to hold up with how good he he felt at the time because he really just made he made the team complete in his time. He I'm looking at it now. Again, seven seasons with the Kings. What is going on with keeping people for seven seasons? So weird. Uh, 18 points a game, five assists, which really isn't elite at all for for a point guard. That's probably league average. Um, he's not really going to move the ball a lot, but that's probably not a good enough number for just you know how good of a teammate he is. And obviously, yeah, great shooter. Um, you know, was just was just clutch. And uh, pressure makes diamonds. And Mike Bibby for sure. Oh yeah, was a diamond player. Oh yeah, Bibby as a king. Have it right here. Mike Bibby is a king. I mean, he he came here from from Memphis or Vancouver, excuse me. Yes, Vancouver. Controversial, obviously. Jay will could have gone to either one of our teams. You but. you have to wonder if what the success. Now that's a whole other podcast we could mm-hmm. get into about like what if Jay will stayed. And I think the Kings needed Mike Bibby's scoring ability. He was the second best or third best scorer on the team, excuse me, behind Weber and, and Peja. And he again twenty one points per game in, in in two thousand six was his best season statistically. But on the early years, he was averaging 18 points a game, 19 points a game, and, and five, six assists, knocking down shots. That's what you want from your point guard. You, all you need to do is knock down your shots and, and dish out some assists and um, not try to do too much. And Bibby never tried to do too much. He, he, his field goal attempts never got outrageous. Uh, the most he ever attempted was in uh, 2006, which is he was kind of the focal point of that offense along with Kevin Martin. He averaged 16 shots a game. Um, but on those early teams, he just knew his role and did it well, and that's what Mike, made Mike Bibby so great. Which kind of makes you wonder: should he have his number retired, yeah. like over I, some of the other I guys? Think it's I mean, saying that he doesn't. I, just, I personally do, uh, especially with some of the other numbers we have up there. Yeah, makes um, you think. And like, also, I mean, yeah, Mike. Mike was kind of again like Peja a little before his. I mean, the Kings team in general was before their time uh, with the way they played. But Mike was taking four to. I think. Let, let me see here. In that oh five oh six season, he took six threes a game. Uh, you know, which is not something at all done before. And he shot it on 38%, which is above, you know, that's league average. That's where you should be. Uh, and his ability to shoot like that, I mean, you you he could see him being 20-point-a-game scorer yeah. in today's NBA. And, yeah, I mean, they don't make him like Mike anymore. They just, don't. Just a very, very solid point guard that'll get you – that'll get you where you need to go. Kind of like Kyle Lowry is now, I guess. Um, but it felt like Mike – Mike made bigger shots. <laughs> we can remember him as Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, that's, we, what, that's what I'm doing. We'll wipe Horry out of here. Um, okay, back to Team Frank here. I'm 
this might surprise. I don't know if it's a surprising move. I think that this pick, for my shooting guard, I'm going to pick a guy who can both knock it down. His defense wasn't incredible, but it's better than some of the other options. I I mean, Doug Christie, I want to give some respect to Doug Christie, first of all. I was a huge Doug fan. We got to work with him. Um, but I have to go with Kevin Martin. Mm. I, Kevin Martin was, again, on bad Kings teams, but he was disgusting. Just 20 points per game. Uh, in four consecutive seasons, he would play defense too. He averaged over a steal per game for three years in a row. Um, six foot seven, good length in the lineup. I just i I would love I would love to pick Doug here. I just I need that scoring punch too. So I'm going with Kevin Martin. I feel like your team is washing me, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting nervous here. I'm getting nervous because there, there's there's some dark horse picks in there still. There are. I mean, yeah. I'm uh, I'm trying to think on on which way I'm going to go right now. I think. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to please some old heads here because I had to do some research in order to find out the true greatness of this guy Otis Thorpe. Uh I was really surprised to find Otis Thorpe was like an 18 point a game scorer uh when the Kings uh when he was uh on the Kings. Yeah, started his career. Yeah, I mean the the teams weren't great, but uh from what I understand and again, like we said in the beginning, not a lot. Let me see here. Otis Thorpe think- played with the Kings uh for 3 seasons here. Uh, I'm sorry, five total seasons. Wow. Did he come back? At the end of his career, he did, he yeah. He came back at the end of his career, so that's that's what's throwing me off. But uh, he played three seasons in his youth uh, with the Kings. It was an 85, 86, and 87. Not even close to being alive for me. Uh, and it was really in that 86, 87, 87, 88 season where he, he took off 18 points a game, 19 points a game pretty much, 20 points a game the next year, uh, averaged 10 rebounds a game. I never saw him play, but... Looking at those numbers, I, I like what I see. He shot 54 percent from two on two point uh, field goal percent on uh, two pointers. Uh, yeah, big big Otis Thorpe no, guy. I, you know, jerseys I, in the mail. He's a guy. If, if he would have stuck around, I think that um, he was a good player for his career. And I think Jerry Reynolds might have been the one who traded him from Roddy McRae. That sounds familiar. I think Jerry Reynolds was the, the GM that made that move. Um, Let me see if I can look on Basketball Reference transactions. Under Jerry Jer Reynolds for GM? Oh, for Otis Thorpe. He was traded to Houston for Roddy McRae and Jim Peterson, it says, in 1988, I believe. Um, but, hey, he had a good career, man. And and he is a guy. He's 6'9", 230. I mean, he's he's a pretty big dude. Um, he can match up with Weber, I think, if our teams were to play. Dude, I think he would wash Weber, actually. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, my, my pick here, I'm really torn. I need a center. Um, I think... I'm going to make another interesting move here. I think I'm going to pick Brad Miller. Wow. Brad Miller. That's fine. I want Vladi was was a great passer and a good distributor. But Brad Miller all-star with the Kings. Uh he was a double-double machine. He was 14 and 10 one year he had 15 15 and 9, 15 and 8. I mean, I just I think that adding him on the team, his size, his rebounding ability, aggressive um, so I'm going to slide in Brad Miller at center. I like that. I mean, you know, Brad, obviously, and like we've stated before in today's NBA, would definitely play, I think, an even bigger role than he did before because of his shooting ability. And, and uh, you know, Brad was a very, very solid king. Um, and I think kind of also doesn't get talked about very much. I mean, obviously those teams weren't great. Um, but Brad was a, a, a talisman for the Kings. You know, yeah. he really he really – uh, kind of bridge the gap between those old teams and and uh, 
like the Mike Bibby, Kevin Martin era, and did 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 a really good job. I don't don't uh, don't hate it. Don't hate it. Yeah, but again, Vladdy, respect to Vladdy. I mean, I don't the old guys that were on those those 2002 teams, not old guys, but the older teams. I mean, it was 20 years ago. We're, we're get we're we're all getting up there. Um, they were great. It's just when I'm thinking about forming a a, a team that I want to put up against your team or other teams in general. It's Brad Miller. I don't know why. I just he's my guy. That's decent. That's decent. What you got? I you still have a you still have a small forward, six small man and forward, coach, six man and coach. Um, and you know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to go with the value pick, and uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take Bobby. I'm going to take Bobby Jackson six here man. for my six man. That's a good um, pick because I was going to take him next. Yeah, I just I think I need to definitely have an edge over you in some position, and you got it. I think Bobby's just head and shoulders. Well, I mean, actually, I think there's another guy that could actually. Uh, I'll see if you take him, but yeah, Bobby obviously won Sixth Man of the Year. Only Sacramento King to ever win that. That's that's. Uh, I mean, nothing really else needs to be said about Bobby. Bobby was Bobby was like the heart and soul of those Kings teams. Uh, again, was also a, a talisman for the Kings. Uh, split eras, you know, was was with those great teams. Was with with those Kevin Martin, Brad Miller uh, teams and. Uh, yeah, obviously we now see Bobby no. doing what he's doing now. Bobby's taking a huge step, and again, who can forget how how great Bobby was growing up for for us and just watching those teams. And um, he is maybe all, the most he, loved king. He's an all time king for sure. And, and if he was a starting like guard, he would have been one of the better ones in the league. And again, we saw the accolades he received for being six man, how valuable he was, and what a career he had. And um, I'm happy he's having success here. It's cool seeing the guys that were here, even Paige and Vladi. I know it didn't work out, but I'm happy to see those guys find their their next move. It was here, and it's cool to see those guys that are still around. And I think Mike Bibby said on Bobby Jackson's Instagram that he was going to join him soon. Like yeah. maybe that means he was going to join his coaching staff. I don't know, but um, Bobby's a good pick. Bobby's a good pick. I still need a six man. And now I got the Bibby Bobby thing. You're the Bibby and Bo- that's a pretty good guard. I like that. And Mitch, I mean your guards are stacked. Bibby Richmond and Bobby. Yeah. Um, against my guards, which right now are. Are, uh, Fox and Kevin Martin. Fox, Kmart, then uh, a to-be-named yeah. six-man, probably. But I'm going to go with the coach here. I'm going I'm to take I'm, I'm gonna take Rick, this. Rick Adelman. Yeah. Rick Adelman, go Hall ahead. of Famer. Yeah, HOF, Welcome. man, yeah. yeah. Welcome. Uh, sorry, I'm writing it in. Writing no, you're good. To the document. Rick Adelman as an NBA coach, uh, 1989 to 2014. He went to the finals a couple times with Portland. Portland yeah, man. Um, Warriors struggles, then the Kings, man, he, he's turned the Kings into, they made the playoffs in eight straight seasons, and we haven't been back since, and it just goes without saying. I mean, the, the Kings in the playoffs with Rick Adelman were very fun to watch, one of the better teams in basketball. Uh, Rick with the Kings, 395 wins, 229 losses. He That's a 633 winning percentage uh, in the playoffs, though. Unheard of here. <laughs> In the playoffs, we did we did go thirty four and thirty five. Unfortunate, but um, point That's is a lot of appearances. We're in the playoffs, you know? yeah. so I'm gonna take Rick Adelman. It's a great pick, man. Like I think the thing about Rick that's most important is not only the success, but like you touched on it, like the style of play, the fact that he made like you know Scott Van Pelt still talks about it was so fun to watch. I remember I was listening to Stephen A. Smith was talking with Zach Lowe the other day. And he mentioned, like, yeah, that 0102 Kings team, like, 
That was one of the funnest teams I've ever. Like I'll never forget watching you still that see team. Those posts on Twitter, like the, who's the best team that never won a championship? Yeah. People will post that that famous picture of all of them in the the white jerseys, and they're mm-hmm. like they're all in a, in a line. Bibby, Doug, Vladi, yeah. Chris, and Peja, and yeah, it's something that we will talk about until we have something else to talk about mm-hmm. as far as success goes. But um, Rick's a part of that. Rick, Rick, and all these guys we've named are. That's why we're sitting here having a. Well, it's the off season, we're but we're having, we're having a damn draft. Yeah, and also, the only reason why we're sitting here is because these guys are so fun to watch. And the what if is just—it's too much to think the about. The team's probably so. not. I mean, the, flat out, the team doesn't stay. If I mean, no. if the Kings are just the are just the Cleveland Browns or the—I think without the Lions, that run, like without that run, they would have no no reason. The fans wouldn't be as passionate. They wouldn't have cared as much. They'd be gone. They'd be in um, was it Omaha Beach or or Seattle or wherever Anaheim but, or. But Rick was Whatever, a huge, Rick was a, yeah anywhere. Rick was a huge part of that. So welcome to the team. Welcome to the team, Rick. Uh, my next pick here is going to be. I mean, it's not a surprise for you because you're standing right in front of me. I'm going with. Uh, I'm I like going it. With, with the crazy man himself. That was I mean, he doesn't, want, man. he doesn't want to be crazy, but uh, Ron Artest. At the time, he my was known as uh, as Ron Artest. So this is not a meta world peace pick. Uh, Ron. I, I don't remember at the. Let me see what year it was that he that we acquired Ron because if I'm not mistaken, Ron was acquired for Peja Stojakovic. Is that is that wrong? Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, straight so Ron up, was straight traded up. straight up for Peja uh, right after the Malice in the Palace, which I wish Twitter existed and I wish I was like able like old enough to be on Twitter at the time because I would have loved to see how Kings fans would have reacted at the time. I'm sure it wasn't great, um, but. All that aside, for Ron to get traded for, I mean, you took Peja earlier, an absolute Kings legend, uh, and come in and just be great. I mean, he, he the team made their last playoff appearance with Ron Artest. Uh, he was a, a, just a great player. In his three seasons with the Kings, he averaged the most points of that he did with any other team in his career. Uh, he was 19 a game with the Kings. I'm looking at his stats now, sorry. Now, he was – he – he saved that that team in 06. That team was was not destined for the playoffs and I think they went on like a crazy run like they went 20 and 5 or something like that over the end of the season. Um he saved that team and they they needed to shake up and it was a good move by Petrie. L- moving on from Peja, yeah, it hurts, but Ron was a good king for for 3 seasons. He was a really good king and and um I I like that pick yeah. a lot. When you came in with the shirt today, I, I just knew he was going to yeah. end up on your team somehow. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, he, and also I mean the thing that, you know, can't be can't be uh, shown by stats is his defense. Like Ron was one of the best defensive players in the NBA at that time. He won defensive player of the year in 0304. Like he was a couple years off of that. And he was, he, we haven't, uh, he's probably the best defender in Sacramento era history. I haven't seen anyone play defense the way he did. Well, what's interesting here is now Peja and, and Ron for teams play have to guard each other too, which yeah, and Ron's getting, Ron's going to get up on, cheeks. on Peja. Um, my last position player that I need is is six man, and I'm I'm really torn right now about what is a I'm bigger. Really upset if you don't take somebody who. Uh, yeah, I'll say it after. For me, I mean, I I think I would I have a favorite at six man because I think it's what he should have played. Um, that's what you think he should have played, huh? Man, I'm guessing he's a guard. You don't know. I'm. I'm going to have to go – I have to go with Isaiah Thomas. That's the one, man. I have to go yes. with IT. Yeah, he got to. And it's it's tough because 
a part of me wants to say Bonzi, which is strange because he was so, he was so good. I mean, but if we're talking about that season of Bonzi, like I <laughs> I agree with you. But That's tough. Isaiah for years, man, and and even the, the last year in, in particular when he became he like became it when he averaged twenty and six. Uh, he just he was so damn fun to watch, and I hope he can't make it back, and hopefully he he can have have somewhat of, of a successful you know back nine of his career or whatever you want to call it. But um, right now, I, I need to have that scoring punch, and that scoring punch. There's no one else really that can. I I, I could have gone with with Buddy Heald maybe. Yeah, I could have gone with maybe Rudy Rudy Gay in a bench role would be interesting to bring in a guy off the bench that can just get buckets like Rudy. Um, Bonzi, same thing. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. Right, and uh, that leaves me. This is my last pick. Right? Head coach, head I coach. Can, I, and, uh, I know who it's going to be. I'm almost, I'm it's almost going to tear up. Make man. me sad. I mean, I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy that that this man is able to to lead my team uh, to whatever heights that he sees fit, as he should have, as he should have, as he should have, and should still. Damn it! Uh, my my pick is is one Mike Michael Malone. Michael Michael Malone. That was Michael. Uh, we all know. Uh, what happened with with Michael? Um, unjustly let go um, after it was very strange. After his best player, who also oh ah oh you ah, put them ba- you put them back together. And it feels so good. You put them back together. Yes. All right. Well, I've done a complete 180 on my team, and I now think that no, you're I, going to get smacked. I, I honestly am looking uh, at our teams yeah. <laughs> now, and I think that it's very intriguing. Like you have Mitch Richmond and Ron and Demarcus. It's and I have I have Weber and you know Fox. We got, and I, it's we've got be, fight. You got a bunch of softies. I think it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be a pretty good, pretty good. Uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, pretty, so to go through it good. one more time. Yep. Team Frank, De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Martin, Peja Stojakovic. Chris Weber, Brad Miller, six man Isaiah Thomas, head coach Rick Adelman, Team Watkins, yay, yay. Mike Bibby, Mitch the Rock Richmond, Ron Born Ready Artest. No, that's Lance, that's, uh, right? Lance. He's uh, oh, he's true warrior. Just met you know, he's, no, he's, he's true warrior. <laughs> really? He put true warrior in his in his hair when he got traded. It's a true warrior. T R E warrior. So that's kind of weird when there's a. Team called the Warriors. He put True Warrior. Uh, Mike Bibby, Mitch Panda Richmond. Friend. Panda Friend. Maybe it should be Panda Friend. Uh, sorry, Chris Watkins team. Mike Bibby, Mitch <laughs> Richmond, Ron Artest, Otis Thorpe, Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins, Six Man, Bobby Jack, Head Coach, Mike Michael Malone. So, hey, let us know what you guys think. We're going to have to put that in a graphic and put mm-hmm. a poll out tomorrow. Um, that was fun, man. We, we I don't know if Otis Thorpe is going to be an option on 2K, but we could like create Otis Thorpe and like try to make our teams yeah. play each other. Um, like maybe like 2K 13, I think probably has all these players. Mm-hmm. Like I have older 2Ks, and all of them are available in some capacity. So we yeah, could, we could try. We'll, we'll try. Uh, should we, let's go through the uh, the honorable mentions, the people who weren't drafted, yeah. but like we had in our pool. Uh, so Mike went. Jay will. We talked about Jay will earlier. Just you know, I mean. We can we can honestly do maybe one day we'll do like random debates through time and it's like we'll do like a Mike Bibby and Jay Will debate but uh, Jay Will is he's, make the he's cut. fine yeah he just didn't, didn't make better, the cut is not better perfect. than yeah. the Darren Fox or Mike Bibby no Mike no. Bibby no or Isaiah Thomas I mean I think Isaiah yeah. and, and uh, Reggie Theus also 
that probably is just we didn't see Reggie. Some might I'm, get upset yeah. about that, but yeah. it's like I think Darren Fox is better. You can make an argument about Mike Bibby, yeah. but yeah. Uh, Doug, you mentioned uh, someone I'm kind of surprised, Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans didn't go. Yeah, I thought about him for my, my shooting guard, mm-hmm. and then I just figured – I need someone that can shoot, yeah. and Kevin Martin's knocked down. And, and Kevin Martin's very underrated, I feel like, I especially for a Sacramento time. Yeah, and he was a good player for he other ended teams. Up being, yeah. yeah, he was a journeyman. I think that kind of ended up Houston and Sacramento, him. though, he was like – and he played for Nails. Rick Edelman, uh, Rick Edelman on Houston. That's a great and, yeah, point, yeah. So. Um, yeah, buddy, uh, buddy you mentioned. Uh, Rudy Gay you mentioned. Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Barnes probably should be. It's funny. Harrison Barnes is one of the best small forwards. He'll in- probably be the second best. He'll probably pass up yeah. some guys. have. At, 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 so if he stays in Sacramento the next two years, he probably will be I mean, like second best We also forward. mentioned, I mean, I drafted Ron. Ron was only here for three years. Harrison is entering his third year with the team. Uh, Bonzi was only there for one year. One year. And, and really only great. had... The playoffs that really made his the, time. The here playoff memorable. run is what you, I'm, I was yeah, thinking about. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was like 25 and 17. Or it was absurd. Stupid. Uh, yeah. So that's how that's how thin our small forward position is, uh, but well, not as thin as power power forward. forward I mean, Jason Thompson. Yeah. Jason Thompson was the, the late mean, the late great Wayman Tisdale. Wayman Tisdale. Um, uh, Brian Grant. Uh, yeah. Um, it's just yeah, not much depth there. Yep. Kick on Reggie Evans. I feel like uh, I was looking. I also, you know, I didn't look at. We didn't. Uh, we didn't see Wayman Tisdale play, but I also was uh, fairly impressed by Wayman Tisdale's stats. Oh, he was a good player. If I look at his numbers with the Kings, also six seasons, eighteen a game, eighteen and seven. Um, yeah, fifty percent from the field. Just didn't watch him play, honestly. I mean, yeah, we could have gone with the L train, Lionel yeah. Simmons too. I mean, he had a yep. really, he had a very good couple years. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't watch these guys. Did he get hurt? Because he really just fell completely off after I mean, a year. Like, he averaged yeah. fifteen and seven and four. He just the next year averaged five, three and one. Um, it was an event role. I'm just wondering, did he get hurt? Like mm-hmm. uh, Brian Grant, also, you know, he was a solid power forward for the Kings. Um, Vladi, you mentioned Rashawn. I think Rashawn at this point is probably one of the best centers that we've had in the Sacramento era. Uh, Brad, you took. Uh, LaSalle Thompson got, got an honorable mention. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think that was – that's it. Um, that's so, it. yeah, I mean, if you all disagree, if we completely forgot about somebody, definitely let us I'm know. I'm sure we did. I, I feel like we did. But that was a little fun mini off-season episode, and we'll, we'll – Try to hopefully have something next week. I mean, mm-hmm. if we don't have any news next week, maybe we take a week off. We'll figure it out. But um, thank you, everybody, for listening the last couple of weeks. We'll put out a little little poll tomorrow. But the offseason's almost over. We're pushing on. We'd love to have things to talk about. It's pretty much a dud right yeah. now. So if you are listening this far, thank you so much. Appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was fun for me i enjoyed it i had a great uh, time I, yeah I'm, i want i'm excited for the, for the graphic like what the, the team together yes. is gonna actually like, physically look like yep um uh yeah i'm excited to hear what you guys think I'm uh, to the votes. if yeah. you guys have any ideas for things that are kind of like this you know we can do drafts we can do debates like i said any any content ideas we're more than willing to listen so send them our way and uh hope you guys enjoyed the episode yep uh, appreciate it for frankie carticelli chris watkins hope you guys enjoyed Bye bye